many California law enforcement agencies are resisting sanctuary laws and cooperating with ICE. Gavin Newsom halts the death penalty for 737 inmates, and a California bill attempts to force Trump to release his tax records in order to get on the statewide ballot. That's what's coming up in this week's episode of California Streaming. This is the California Streaming Podcast with your hosts, Bobby, Jonathan, and Louie. We're three conservative California natives putting ridiculous state and local politics on blast. So hop on our magic bullet train to nowhere and let's talk some California politics. Back for more episode 44. Is it 44? Yeah, I think so. I'm going to take your word for it. It seems like it would be higher, but I don't know. Whatever. Podcast rolls on 44 since last July. Is it? Okay. Hey, let's talk about more of the Mueller report. Nah, and bar. Bum. Because we haven't had enough of that for the past week. I'm bum. over that. I think a lot of people are over that. Yep. I don't have like any unique take on it. I think it's nothing burger. It's nothing, man. You know what's, what was interesting uh, that I found on the internet? What's that? It's uh, we had down in, uh, what was it, Laguna? Laguna, Laguna, the, Laguna in the Gale? That's right. No, it wasn't Laguna in the Gale. Anyway, they put an American flag on on a cop car. And I saw a picture of this the other day. It was offensive. It was offensive. How dare they do that? It was Laguna Beach. Laguna Beach. Beach. And I saw a picture of it. And it was so simple. It was just Laguna Beach and the police is big and bold. You know, as a distinguishing. And filled in. Yeah. It was a real bad graphic artist kind of depiction of it. It was like, Mm -hmm. oh, I could have whipped this thing out in five minutes. So the letters had the flag basically. That's right. In police. It's like word art style. It's cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, it was nice. It was sure. like no big deal. Wait, wait, but wait. Laguna Beach is in America. Is that right? <laughs> you know what? It's in a historically red county, which is the sad part. Jeez. It's in Orange County. It's South OC. I purple. Mean, it's, it's purple time. It's purple time. Purple time down there. Yeah, I, assuming these outcries came from residents and right. not just people who nah. are paid to go down <laughs> and playing <laughs> places. Bust in. Right. Say. No, they wouldn't do that, Louie. I know they, you know, they come love, on. They love the bussing in, but I, what kind of world are we in where we're offended by the flag? Like, dude, I, again, this is in America, right? I don't. I'm for well, oh, the uh, fire department <laughs> I used to work for. Our grills on the fire engine had the flag one of, on it. One it was of pretty the, badass. One of these two things can't be true because you also have the same people. What, what, what's the congresswoman's name? Uh, Omar, yeah, from Minnesota, yeah. Every time she starts to get railed on something for, I love this country. Mm. I just want to see America. She just doesn't like Jews. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, 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 I, but I love this country, right? Even though I don't like a total race that lives here. Right. I love this country and I just want to see America. Well, so then why is it you're, you and your groups of people who get offended and, and people of your ideology get offended by, so, but you love America, I thought. It's because they're here to take us out from the inside out. Yeah. Um, I, I, I had said this before, but that is, uh, there's a good book. God, I forget the name of it. I'll have to look it up. I'll put it on the show page, but it was written by like the chief psychologist for the CIA. Okay. And he interviewed, uh, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, who was, KSM was like one no, of the orchestrators. 9-11 mastermind. Yeah. yeah. And he finally broke the dude down and got him to talk after weeks. And he asked, you know, he's talking about his plan and what, you know, what the deal is. And he goes, you know, the next attacks aren't going to be planes in the buildings. Sure. It's going to be more long play, like come to your country, use your benefits, get in your schools, infiltrate your, your communities and uh, get your people to turn against you from the inside out, you know, and kind of mm. like the same thing, the, the slow play that communist communists pull. That's right. The right? schools, the um, schools and the education. Right indoctrinate people from the inside out and play the slow game on it, not just start blowing things up. And you're starting to see a lot of that now. I mean, you've got some of these things you're coming out of our Congress. People are like, what? Like, how do you, how'd you even get elected? But but they'll keep getting that vote. They'll keep getting it. Which is crazy. They'll pull the lever for that. I want to change the subject matter just a little bit for something that's more California again, but it has to do with the presidential uh, poll. So I think I have it correct. It's Quinnipiac University mm-hmm. came out with a poll, if I pronounced that correctly. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were just kind of, you know, who would you rather pick for 
uh, president. And they had every single Democrat who was running under the sun in that poll. And for California, actually, they had Joe Biden as their front runner here in California. Uncle Joe. Creepy Uncle Creepy Joe. Creepy Uncle Joe. You know, nationally, Bernie Sanders is actually leading the poll, and it has right. a lot to do with Creepy Uncle Joe being himself. And that's kind of one of the big problems that Joe's got for himself. But here in California, it's pretty consistent. And I'm going to kind of give, run you through the numbers real quick. Uh, Biden's at 26%, Sanders at 18 and Harris at 17 That's kind of a problem, right? In her home state, where right. she was AG... She can't even pull second, let alone first. Exactly. Bummer. It's a pretty big bummer. Uh, we had O'Rourke, actually, number four. Man. I'm sorry, number four, and he has 4%. What's his name, Christopher? I'm sorry, he has actually number five. Uh, Warren is seven. Seven percent. Wow. I think... Uh, um, oh, I totally lost my train of thought. No, no, oh, about I, I, no. I was going to say with Biden, I've never seen somebody memed more. Oh. In my life. All of the hair sniffing Dude. memes. <laughs> the amount of just creepy Uncle Joe memes being being superimposed in a photo. When you sent me of him with uh, Tiger Woods, that was great. great. Exactly. And, then, and then also like old historical photos where people have yeah. put like Uncle Joe sniffing someone's hair. Exactly. <laughs> what really strikes me as from this poll was how he did across all the spectrums oh, of how they, you know, between 18 and 49, between 50 and between all age groups, he was right there at a quarter of all voters in whatever age group. He gets a total pass. Not only that, but a consistent with every single income bracket that they had for it. From the very poor to the very rich, he was at 25% right down the line. It was quite amazing. And so he ended up around 26% of the entire thing. Uh, Bernie actually pretty consistent, except with the wealthy. He only got nine percent of the vote in this state. In this state, oh. uh, income under fifty thousand, twenty three percent. Income between fifty and a hundred, twenty five percent. Income over a hundred per under a hundred thousand. Nine percent for Bernie. Yeah, he's not scoring those points with the Democrats who make a fortune. I, That's very interesting. That is in interesting. State. Yeah, you know, um, for anybody that watches Billions, I don't think it. Do you, do you guys don't watch it? Huh? I, I watch yeah. it. Yeah. So okay. don't spoil any. I haven't gotten to the last season yet, man. Yeah. Well. I, we're Just we're a few weeks it. removed from the episode I'm going to talk about. So okay. that's your fault. Um, Paul Giamatti's character is running for AG, and they're trying to squeeze him from running. And he's got this fetish with his wife, the sadomasochist type stuff. And and they go, well, you know, as soon as people find out about this, you're toast. And so you should draw out, drop out. And he basically makes a decision to, nope, I'm just going to go and announce to the world I'm into this stuff and kind of beat them at it mm-hmm. uh, for whatever shame and anything it brings on. And I felt like that's kind of what, Uncle Joe did is he kind of got out there and instead of denying stuff, he just goes, I'm a friendly guy and I like to hug people and I love sniffing and the hair. <laughs> and he's just like, I don't, I don't know if it's like a lack of awareness or, <laughs> and then he went to uh, speak at one of the union convention things and then he made a joke about it. Oh, that's he, right. I remember this. Said he gave a hug to the president, but yeah. he got his permission first. Yeah. Yeah. People are like, uh, maybe too soon. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. One more statistic here that kind of yeah. came at me uh, for those Democrats over who make over a hundred thousand. Uh, the one shining bright star here is Buddha Teague actually oh, yeah, yeah. pulled at 11% of those people. He's, he's kind of becoming the, the wunderkind it seems of the, uh, <laughs> the of, the, of this race right well, now. Like, where, yeah. Where, I, I still don't get it. Where did this guy come from? But, but, but I think there's like, this created, there's this enigma element about him that I think is intriguing to people and kind of boosting numbers. Right yeah. Now. I think it's going to be short lived. He's a quasi progressive, religious, but, homosexual man. Like no one really knows where to but go. But he's made, he's, he's got, I think he, I'm going back in my memory. I think it's 7 million and it was already raised. Right. Here's this this mayor from the small town. He's made all this money competing against the big money Democrats who can really fundraise on their own. 
and it's it's kind early. of amazing. Yeah. It's early though. I know it's Once early. And he's just swinging. He's going to be. Crushed. I cannot wait for the first debate. I'm yeah. telling you, that is going to be popcorn city when that thing comes. First topic. First topic. Uh, this article comes from the Press Enterprise. Report, many California law enforcement agencies resisting sanctuary law cooperating with ICE. Some law enforcement agencies in California are directly violating the state's immigrant sanctuary law, and others are skirting the law by following out-of-date policies or exploiting loopholes, according to a new report released uh, a couple weeks ago. Of 169 local law enforcement agencies reviewed, 68 were not complying with the California SB 54 bill, the state that limits cooperation between police agencies and federal immigration agents, according to a report released Wednesday, March 27th, by the San Francisco-based Asian American Advancing Justice Asian Law Caucus and the University of Oxford Center for Criminology in England. A few of these reports' findings, San Diego Sheriff Department deputies are still asking detainees about their immigration status. At least one agency, uh, Statenless Sheriff's Department, allows its deputies to hold detainees f- for immigration agents, and some, such as the San Jose Police Department, are still providing space for federal agents in their local facilities. All those actions violate SB 54. So... SB 54 in a nutshell is you just draw a line and say, we do not cooperate uh, with any of these laws. We will not use any of the state money and state resources to assist in this federal law, Mm -hmm. which blows my mind Mm -hmm. that you can even make that determination. Totally. I get um, federalism. Mm-hmm. And states retaining their rights. Mm-hmm. I understand that. But when you reside against a federal border, right, and your inaction can lead to interstate things, right, then I don't know how you're able to elect out of federal enforcement. Yeah. There's, there's, right. a, there's a pretty, you're making the argument that there's a pretty strong thread between. What happens in people who enter in through California affecting Nevada? Correct. That has no... Absolutely. Yeah. Right. right. I, it's because not crazy. you're a gateway into the country. It's not crazy. It, to me, it's almost it's almost easier to make an argument if you're like Wyoming. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. I, you're, you're, if you get airdropped in or something. Yeah. Your involvement with border stuff, and you probably have immigrants there, but your involvement with illegal immigration is going to be at a much smaller level than or like Red the Dawn, border states. Or like the movie Red Dawn. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I I don't get this where we can actually have a Senate bill say, no, we're not going to comply with the feds, and then we're going to force cities and localities to also com- be compliant. Well, here here I come with the whole Constitution angle from it. Bring yeah. it. <laughs> okay. Under the Constitition. Const- come on. <laughs> the those are frowned, those those of that document. frowned upon, oh, Bobby. Oh, goodness. Uh, yeah, the president is, in fact, the chief federal law enforcement officer, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. He's the top well, chief no, no. in the land. This one isn't. Barack no. was. Barack was. That's I do, right. I do not consider this one. You know, I just choose not to. It's He's not the, your president. It's no. the president's <laughs> job to enforce all federal laws. Okay. Right? As a practical kind of way we do these things. The federal government actually lacks the resources to do these things, whatever the federal law. We're, we're talking about any federal law. Okay. Right? Okay. Uh, so the president is vested with what is known as prosecu- prosecutorial discretion. Right? We have ICE. Mm-hmm. So there's the wing that he can use. So we're already spending money for this specific purpose. Okay. That's why the state argues that because we have ICE, he should be using those resources to pay for whatever, whatever things he's going on in the federal level. So if he needs to go obtain someone who's here illegally... Well, boy, they got to figure it but, out on their own But then own that part. should apply across the board. If the FBI is looking for a fugitive, yes. then California can't help them, right? 
right? Because that would be if we really want to say, look, yeah. prosecutorial exactly. discretion, and he should be using the law enforcement that's at his disposal and not coming to state law enforcement for help. Then how you can't be picky choosy about it. You either believe yeah. in the principle or not. Not right. well. Uh, we're not going to help them because it involves a, a political thing we don't agree with. Otherwise, everything, whether it's IRS crimes mm-hmm. or uh, fugitives at large, mm-hmm. all that stuff, treasury crimes. So, so then local law enforcement can't help with any of that. <coughs> no, of course not. They help with all of that, right? But they, yeah, many they, of our law, our local law enforcement, like especially the big agencies like LAPD, have a federal task force that's embedded with them mm. every day. They work together mm-hmm. working on federal crimes that are in local jurisdictions, right? So I don't buy it. Like, you, you can't be picking and choosing. They're, they're picking and choosing, though. Correct. Right. Because it's a political it makes it, thing. It makes it very obvious. Uh, it makes it sound like it's uh, rooted in some kind of, well, no, he should be using the stuff at his disposal. Great. But then that should be across the board. You see with ATF too, fire, uh, local fire investigators embedded with ATF task forces like NTSB stuff. There's a ton of federal uh, law enforcement branches interwoven in local law enforcement. The whole thing is just a political Ponzi scheme. In that article too, the, it, it talks about the... <laughs> The Immigrant Worker Protection Act is this? I'm sorry, I couldn't, I can't get a sense. Is this thing in effect, or is this something that they're hoping? No, no, no. I mean, SB 54 is obviously in effect, but but this, okay, the Immigrant Worker Protection Act. A federal immigration officer, if they inform a business owner mm-hmm. that that owner employs a criminal alien, the business owner is barred from consenting to a search of the premises. So much so that the state will punish the business owner right. with a fine. Yes. Uh-huh. They've done everything possible to, to bar anyone from cooperating with the federal government on this issue. And, 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 and right, any on all and, levels. Right. And this goes beyond like we would prefer you not to you do it, you will pay. You will how pay. can you put people? <laughs> how can you put people in that kind of? I don't know. That's what I'm. That's what so I'm saying. Look, here. it's illegal federally. <clears throat> you're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. That's right. I I think the the bigger issue, especially as the illegal immigrant thing is concerned in businesses, is we've we've done such a poor job enforcing immigration that we've put it in the business owner's purview to that's figure right. out if the person's legal or not. You do the I-9, that's you run right. it through that. Everyone's got to have, I forget the name of the database, all the businesses have no the, the electronic database. You've now passed on the responsibility to the business owner because you haven't done a good enough job securing the that's border. That's a great point. That's a great point. Like, like we're not going to do anything to stop it, but if you hire someone that's illegal, you're going to go down for it. That's a great point. And you better not open your door to the feds because then the state's going to ream you. And if you do open to the feds, it's like, if you don't open to the feds, they're going to get you. And if you do, the state's going to get you. I, I want to. How does that even make sense? That was kind of like when, what was the, uh, God, this was episodes ago, but they wanted gun manufacturers to come up with a way to. Oh, stamp the bullet, stamp the bullet yeah. as it was leaving <laughs> and the like, chamber. This is like logistically impossible. They're like this technology doesn't even exist. And the courts were like, nope. So ruled, you shall create this. <laughs> yeah. and like, but we can't. There's no technology. You can't just you can't I, put you, a serial number on a bullet as it's leaving the barrel. Until you come up with teleportation, you will pay a fine of a million dollars a day. Like, <laughs> right. oh, okay. <laughs> I, I don't understand that. I've I've got a boatload of statistics because you know how I like to read. Keep it short. Days. Our attention span on numbers. Well, I have to acknowledge. But you're making where this, I'm getting it from. You're, you're you're kind of making the face right now, like you're about to drop a whole lot of number knowledge. I'm on just going to yeah. drop the name of the organization that, that it go. came from. Okay, uh, the the statistics that it comes from is called "Turning the Golden State into a Sanctuary State: A Report on the Impact and Implementation of the California Values Act of SB 54." Okay, prepared by Asian Americans Advancing Justice and Asian Law Caucus, University of Oxford Center for Criminology, Border Criminologies. Everybody get that? There sounds like some, there sound like there was some racism in there, but I can't really tell. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was okay. First statistic: forty percent of all um, law enforcement agencies are not in compliance with SB fifty four. Yeah, how could you be? I mean, right, right, it's like gun control. 
laws, right? There's so many. I, I got no clue what's going on anymore. Yeah, I just I look at a gun. I'm probably in I keep violation. my magazine separate from my gun, and hopefully, hopefully I was good <laughs> right, enough. Right, let it ride. Let it ride. <laughs> I mean, the, that's what we're de- dealing with. They're they're trying. These law enforcement agencies are trying to be compliant if they have to be. But what are the repercussions for them if they're not? Well, there's serious ones for a business owner, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a 41% decrease in the ICE arrest immediately after the implementation of SB 54. Well, that makes sense, right? People yeah. are just like super scared. They just go, oh, whatever. Okay. Uh, let's see here. What else did I have highlighted? Uh, although the SB 54 limits on local law enforcement sharing release data information a lot of these a lot of these um sheriffs uh departments what they're doing is they're putting the they're acknowledging another law which says you have to post the information of whoever you're releasing uh from jail that day just to so that the public is aware of any serious offenders coming out of jail sure and by that that lets ICE know, you know, who's getting out of sure. jail, so that they can they can do their. Sure. They're they're not cooperating with ICE per se; they're just doing their diligence. And by doing their diligence, uh, they're complaining that the sheriff's department is not in compliance with the law. Of course, isn't that but what it's they one did law with, versus the other one? Isn't that what they did with the what was the people like last year at that compound? Um, shoot, I forget the story. They got picked up and then they got released and they were illegal immigrants and then ICE basically just swooped them up right outside the courthouse. Oh, it was like really? one of Trump's first things. But essentially that, where the state wasn't going to do anything. In fact, they were going to release them on like no bail. And so ICE said, thank you very much. ICE <laughs> swooped in and picked them up as they left. You know, we're we're in this position because this is a long time coming. You know, it just this didn't just happen the other day. You know, the, this has been a problem for decades. You know, people have been coming over the border illegally for a long time. They have their roots here, and a lot of them commit very serious crimes. And those people are not citizens here. They are not granted all the due process rights that regular citizens are are in, entitled to. And guess what? We put them in jail for very serious crimes, not just jaywalking and then when they're done they need to be sent back to where they came from and i'm sorry and you know it's it's a hard pill to swallow for for a lot of democrats around here but these are very serious crimes that they commit and they need to be reported to ice or whatever department we end up creating because aoc says it's bad i've never gotten the upside like aside from okay, the voting, right? Okay, they're creating new voters and and all that. But if you just want to like, if you want to not go off conspiracy theory, right? Because it's been hard to prove that part. What is the upside of letting a ton of illegal immigrants in, especially when there's such a crime component to that? Like, wh- am I am I naive in thinking that it has mostly to do with just future vote security? So, but that's what I'm saying, though. Okay. Like, we're assuming that, right? Okay. I mean, yeah, I, I don't think these people are going to find fiscal conservatism the right. minute they step across the border. But right. okay. So, I mean, is that the only upside? Because it, it's it's been hard to prove that, I, so uh, to speak. Okay. Sure. Sure. I know we can. Sure. No. No. Right. Anecdotal. Deep into numbers. Of course. Stuff. Sure. And I'm not saying it doesn't exist. No, no, I understood. But if you just wanted to go off some concrete evidence, okay. What is what is the upside? Like I, I've never understood for, the for these politicians being be believing this strongly in this yeah, policy. Yeah, I think for some, there's no question. For some, yeah, okay, so. th- there there's a heart tug, right? Um, the, the moral argument: this is the thing that should be done. These people are in need. A lot of them are. Um, but then, how how much is too much? No, no, I, dude, right? I, I agree. I'm just trying to come up with what they're thought process is for some of them. Now, some of them is manipulative. They, they, yeah. right. They use that argument. I believe truly though, they either want the vote or, well, I don't, yeah, I just want to sow chaos. I, you know, yeah, I hear you. I don't know where we go with this SB 54 because obviously it's a big hindrance to our law enforcement agencies. 
one of some of the big articles here is that our bullet points is immigration. You can't just pull someone over for suspecting that they're an right. immigrant or right. legal or illegal. Um, you can't arrest them for just being here illegally. Okay. It's just straight up. Which uh, is you, crazy. It's baffling. They have to it's be, a broken law. Like <laughs> they they have to be, you know, suspected of a different crime and then it's tagged along. <laughs> that blows my mind. Like no, I, no. I, I can't wrap my head around we're just gonna ignore this law. At some point, right? And that you know what, that's another thing I gotta reserve the right for. Yeah. It's just to be irritable. Especially because Trump is president. It's what can we I, I do think that there's some of it of this for some of these politicians. What can we do that will just really irritate Trump and Trump supporters? Because I can't, because right. you're right. It was so illogical that the only thing you can think of at some point is it's just uh, inflammatory. And then you think about how much tax money of ours is used to just play vendetta games. I, I think Correct. I saw that number, and I, th- I want to say it was $32 million we spent. I bet it's more than that. Oh, I bet yeah, if you yeah. look at, like, staff time and hours and oh, everything I think they it were takes to pass for legislation that, yeah. and, like, all just to play gotcha. It's disgusting. It does. It, it's a decent explanation, though. Next one. Next topic? Or I know next you want Next topic? I know you want to talk about this sanctuary city a little bit more. Yeah. Or... Do you want to? Oh no, I'm just telling you. Well, I mean the the whole the whole thing is foobar. I mean, really, really, and honestly, you can't transfer to ICE. It's not allowed. Uh, local arrest. You cannot post personal information of any detainees unless it's publicly allowed. Which is kind of goes back to where I was saying, you know, the the sheriff would post when such a person right. is being. Right. But you would have to put their name there which is the personal information. It's kind of a workaround kind of stupid thing, but that's the it's way it gonna is. It's going to be Trump says red, they're going to say blue. It's right. just going to be that way for the next at least two years, probably six. Mm-hmm. No uh, no joint task force of any kind. That's to Louis's point. Yeah. Right. Uh, stupid. Ice arrest in the state went from 862 which is kind of actually low down to 464 from a height of August 2017 down to 464 which was back in May of 2018 that's as far as the statistic goes mm. that's back per only month. 17 interesting so we're ranging around 500 depending on what month you're talking about of how many illegal that's immigrants it. get deported that's unbelievable yeah, that's nothing. Considering how many we have in this state. That's what I'm saying. And of which I have absolutely no idea what the number would be. Yeah, that's, that seems absurd. seems like nothing's being done. Let's see. Uh, yeah, uh, decrease in 980, 985 arrests in the... It's a 31% drop in the amount of arrests. Sorry, I'm... I'm changing a little bit thinking back to louis question you know don't they say that one of Alinsky's tactics right for taking control and taking over a government and, and implementing socialism is trying to make the the populace as poor as quickly as possible so that so that you force more and more need right more the, dependency this is this is a great way to do it oh yeah 100 percent. right so there's another or or you import the poor that's exactly right. No, no, right. exactly. You are you are instantly bringing down averages, right, and driving societies in yeah. that direction by yeah. importing because it's too hard to make everyone poor. Correct. Just Correct. import poor. Correct. Let me give you an apples to apples comparison: California to Texas, number of deportations. California, four six to four. Last time we counted, got to be same order month. of magnitude. Same month for Texas. 2013. Almost an order. Yeah. Well, order, man. One forces and one doesn't. Makes sense. I mean, the numbers are just stupid. I mean, not only were we not doing anything about it to begin with, now we're really not doing anything about it. But it's a never never Trump move. Yeah, it's all for him. And we're the ones who have to suffer for it. You know, 
Beautiful. We have to deal with you know more people, more water, more electricity, more, 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 more. Yep. A whole bunch of things. Next topic. Next topic. This one, Gavin Newsom. I like that guy. Oh, that guy. This one comes from the Sacramento Bee. Wait, is he the guy I like? I don't remember now. He's your buddy. Okay. <laughs> He's everybody's buddy, right? Fascist Newsom. Ineffective, irresp- uh, irreversible, and immoral. Gavin Newsom halts death penalty for 737 inmates. Scott Peterson, we're looking at you. Dude. Crazy. When <laughs> Governor Gavin Newsom signed an executive order Wednesday putting a moratorium on death penalties in California, he called for the culmination of personal 40-year journey. He spoke about meeting men in prison in San Quentin State Prison, including a former high school classmate on death row and a foster brother who did time for dealing crack cocaine. He described meeting a wrongful uh, wrongfully convicted man, Pete Pananese, who narrowly escaped death row and, and was later pardoned and whose case was championed by Newsom's father and grandfather, saying that the death penalty is ineffective, irre- irreversible, and immoral. Newsom granted reprieves to all 737 California Californians awaiting execution, sparing the li- sparing the lives of a quarter of the country's death row inmates as long as he is governor. He waved his magic wand and negated our choice here in the state. Now, a a very, very long time ago, we actually voted to get rid of the death penalty, and we did that as a state. Then this guy, Charles Manson, came around. Yep. And then we decided, you know what? That was not uh, a smart move. Poor choice. Poor, poor choice. And there he sat on death row or forever in, uh, forever on, uh, imprisoned. Right. And he continued to be a, um, a figurehead, a kind of weird, like a cult following. He's a cult following. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. he had a cult to begin with. And then he had a cult following after he was in prison. The guy got married. He's got groupies. Yeah, it's weird. It's kind of like it's kind of like all the idiots that wear like Che shirts and stuff oh. like that. You're like, you have no clue, no clue. Talking. Oh, about. so you like a, a murderous person, right? Awesome. This this blows my mind because I, whatever your feeling is on the death penalty, I don't really care. The voters voted not only to keep it, but to speed it up. So there's, sorry, no, I, I, I mean, that's but, pretty much my thought. There's that, and then to me, there. <laughs> Gavin Newsom claiming fiscal responsibility, right, as the reason that we need to do something about this. Now we're going to start. Please <laughs> come up with some other lane and use of BS to explain this. You cannot begin claiming fiscal conservatism to explain right. why you don't want something. This is a really uh, philosophical question, and I'm curious to see. Uh, is it worth accidentally killing an innocent person if it means you killed a lot more evil people? You let me let me, let me clarify. See what you're like the net gain to society, I, and that's super deep and super let, cold. But I'm just trying to look me, at it at a philosophical level. But I but I before I. Answer. I want to make sure I understand, like the the nugget of what you're asking. Is it because the, the argument being made inevitably because DNA evidence comes out, etc. We end up killing people on death row that shouldn't have been, but factoring that number versus the total number of truly heinous people that we do kill with the death penalty is all that mix worth it? Is that kind of what you're essentially? Yeah, okay. yeah. Because th- that is the argument. Is that the the real argument is always. We might accidentally kill an innocent Correct. person. And they always cite some kind of like 40 years later, so-and-so is exonerated. And you wonder, well, okay. And I'm not advocating for yeah, the killing I, of innocence, but what I'm saying is that is is this more of a benefit to society? Does it keep society more in check, with, thereby that, saving even more lives? Were you going to say something me, about yeah, that? Yeah, I got, I, I got a five. Well, let me, let me give you two examples of heinous crimes that did not occur in the state. 
Okay. I know yeah. you're a big Tukey Williams supporter. That's so. right. <laughs> he wrote that book, and he deserved to live, okay? Did he write a children's book? Oh, Is that right? That's all he could muster. Anyway, very serious, very serious. Two different, two different ones. Remember, we all remember the um, Las Vegas shooting. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he was shooting people from the skyscraper. It was easy for him to accomplish, and he died. I've never seen a shooting that has more conspiracy theories, though. Really? Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It would have helped us if he left a manifesto or some right. sort. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I think he killed himself, or he lost his life in a in the shootout. Maybe people don't know. Yeah, or he got shot by the police, which I think was the true. Anyway, it's okay if he kills himself or the police kill him, right? Because he's obviously the killer. Right. He killed all these people. And my second example is the Joker killing over in Colorado. Gotham. The, well, remember he shot the all the people in the movie theater. That guy, yeah. That guy. Okay. Now he was apprehended by the police. Yes. He was taken to court where he actually pleaded not guilty. And when it, he was eventually found guilty by a jury of his peers, when it came to sentencing for the death penalty, that jury decided not to execute. That's right. I remember this now. If anybody needed to be executed, it was that guy. But if he had died by the hands of the police, would it have been a different story? Would it have been justified? Because you're ultimately asking a jury, 12 people, to find it in their heart, even though they are very, uh, you know, goody two-shoes, to make the decision to kill another human being. And that's the hardest part. And but I thought, even though I believe... What's that? At least the people are deciding. Mm-hmm. Not a person. Which is to your point about I we would have thought the people decided with their vote right to keep it right. And and yeah. uh, the reason why I ask the question about is the death penalty is there a greater benefit to keeping it even if you lose a few innocents along the way? Because our legal system is set up that way. Our legal system is you're innocent until proven guilty. We've decided that it's better to let a guilty man go free than to imprison an innocent man. And that is, that is like the foundation of our legal system. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't care if we get it wrong on the guilty guy. We care if we get it wrong on the innocent guy. Mm-hmm. And so the death penalty aspect of it is kind of in contrast to that, right? Mm-hmm. Like as, right. I'm, I'm approaching the question from the opposite That's direction right. of, yeah. is there a greater benefit to society keeping it? whether it's to thwart crime or uh, to get evil people out of society and not pay for them anymore, Um, even though you may accidentally kill an innocent person through that course of time. Yeah, and I think for me, it's the focus on that, on the part of what you're posing about what's a true deterrence. I don't have the specific source. I have read in the past that there is decently no or essentially no correlation between a state that has a death penalty and a state that doesn't in terms of lower crime rates for a state that does have a death penalty versus one that doesn't. So my limited understanding is that it gets difficult to argue that there is, this is an issue to be totally honest. I've, I go back and forth on, I've, I've heard a lot of arguments, thought a lot about, I'll answer it with a non-answer, but I'll say, I think if I could, you know, if I had the magic wand, could wave it, I think of greater effect would be to, to change exactly what it's like in prison. Let's, let's wave a wand and say there's no death penalty. Um, but the people, so so Gavin, right, the people that are on death row, they're now not going to be facing death at the end of their, right. I would argue, though, that their life is way nicer than it should be. Even going to die, not going to die. That's a bigger deterrent to me. If you actually t- transformed the prison systems, forget all these TVs, forget all the weight rooms, forget all the outdoor time. You got something that's three feet wide, six feet tall, one bunk, one right. little hole in the ground, and that's it. Like, 
now you're talking deterrent. That to me, just in my gut, makes more of an effect than the Ritz Carlton, but you're going to die in seven years on a table and not feel any pain. So there's a local prison I go to often, okay. not as an inmate, but as part of work. Okay. And, Prove it. <laughs> and you see that, that there's a sports center being watched and like all this other yeah, stuff. What are and, we doing with that? And right? you're just like, what is the deal? And I totally agree with you. I, if prison, I think, like you can't have it both ways. Exactly. You can't be like, ah, let's get rid of the death penalty and let's make prison softer. Right. Like if prison was an undesirable place to go. Truly undesirable. Then you would probably not go there. And and I I am uh I'm I'm pushed to believe your stat on states with or without capital punishment and, and that not being a deterrent because I just can't picture too many people who are out to murder and that right. go through their head of, Correct. oh, I could be put to death. I think you're already at such a crazy place that you could care less at that point. I think, yeah. You know, for, for the common man, the law-abiding, when they look at the repercussions of a crime, be that going to jail, it's a complete inconvenience for them. Okay? They look at it and go, oh, my God, I could spend the next five years in prison or whatever it is. They don't want to do that. But for a lot of these criminals... It's, it's no big deal. School. Yeah, it's finishing school. It's no big deal. No big deal. Now, John, I have actually spun my laptop around. and Oh, I can see it. The LA Times has created an interactive website in which you can see all 737 criminals who are currently on death row. All their mugshots. And if you click on one of these guys, and I'll let you click on whichever one you want, it will tell us exactly what crimes they did. And I actually went through a couple of these, and some of them were, you know, uh, a little PG. They they cleaned it up a little bit. It's not as horrific. Which takes away the whole, all the power of this yeah, well, tool. So what do you got there, John? Who's, you, who's your lucky guy? Lady. Maria Del Ros- Rocio Alfaro. Okay. 44 she- years old. She committed this crime in 1990. She stabbed to death the nine-year-old sister of a friend during a robbery of the girl's house. Model citizen. Yeah. That's a long time ago. Yeah. When she's 44 right now. Uh, Wow. Great point. Right? I think that's what it says from here. That's right. Jeez. Louie, would you like to, like to take this for a spin? Yeah, I think you got to exit out of that. I'll pick... Uh, you, you tell me, Louie. Where do you want me to... Right, we have a computer malfunction here. Got to get better technology on this show. We're looking for sponsors if you want to kick us a few dollars. <laughs> How about this guy? By the um, way, they all look like I winners. Like his hair. What do you got? Craig there? and L. Armstrong, 35. Number of victims, three. Crime committed in 2002 in L.A. County. Armstrong killed a man he mistook as a gang rival, then killed the man's two brothers as they tried to investigate the murder. The state Supreme Court overturned the conviction because a juror had improperly been removed from the deliberations, allowing for a retrial. Even though the dude killed three people. Yeah. Technicality. <laughs> Technicality on the juror. Let's see here. Um, and, and to your point, even a horrible cell and a horrible existence in jail is probably some of these people, right, before they commit the murder, aren't, whoa, 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 I'm not going to do this because I've heard it's bad. Some of these people probably end up in a better situation in prison. That's right. Where they're housed, they're clean, maybe they're safer than they were totally they get three hots in a cot i you know i i don't think we make it a place you don't want to go i mean for the most for the majority of us like bobby said i don't want to go to prison that'd be very inconvenient to my life correct but for a lot of people who have nothing else to live there's for there's no downside there's no downside there's right. maybe even sometimes some uptime some upside i'm over here clicking on more guys and i run up against this one anthony d kane 41 kane stabbed to death his elderly aunt and uncle, both 75, in 2004 after cashing a $6,000 check against their bank account. I, I think my problem with all this is that, okay, fine. Even if we do do the cell thing. Sure. We got to pay for them for the rest of their lives. Like that one girl, she, she's been there since she was like nine. No, no, she killed a nine-year-old. Yeah, but it said her friend. Okay, whatever. Oh. So it was in 90 and she's 44. Agreed. We're going to pay I, for her for like 60 years? I don't have stats. I would agree with you. I don't have stats. However, 
the, 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 the vision I have in my head and the number of cells per square foot and, and the ongoing requirements, pretty low. I think it's crazy how they then become a burden of the people. <laughs> right. Right. Like you go from, you could be a burden to start with. You live off the system. Then you commit a crime, and then I got to pay more for you for some of these cases, 30, 40, 50, 60 years until you just finally die of natural causes. If no one's heard it, it's one of the funnier sketches from from uh, George Carlin I'd ever heard. Is he, he had a plan for all this, and you can find it on YouTube. Essentially, the plan was you take a couple of the quote-unquote square states <laughs> you pay everyone to move out, you fence them, and you toss them in. And like there's a gate that opens between the two square states once a year. You put cameras on the gate, you charge pay per view, and you watch people try and cross yeah. from one state to the next. <laughs> Gladiator days. That's right. You just hold your fist out there and give it a thumbs down or a thumbs up. <laughs> no cost at all. Yeah. Well, it was like uh, the one sheriff was running his jail down there in Arizona. Oh, Aparo. Sleep in tents with pink jumpsuits and all that. And they hated that. Bingo. Right? Like, Bingo. It doesn't yeah. take much to make them hate it. But uh, a nice air-conditioned prison with television, Sports. And <laughs> gym, and that's just not going to do it. Where's my MLB TV? Yeah, it's not going to get the job done. No. Oh, no MLB TV? Forget it. Next topic. Go on the next one. This is actually a topic I've been wanting to talk about for a little while because they've been talking about it for just as long. From CNBC, California bill attempts to force Trump to release tax records to get on the statewide 2020 ballot. Several Cal- To get on the state ballot? That's right. Interesting. <laughs> it's not going to matter. <laughs> Did they think this one through? <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of states have been trying to do this, so... Here we go. Several several California Democrat lawmakers, surprise, surprise, are proposing legislation that would require President Trump and other presidential candidates to release their tax returns as a precondition for getting on the statewide ballot. Why? Oh, Why? Th- though this, this guy, this state senator, Mike McGuire, has a quote. This bill is solely focused on providing voters the information they need to make an educated decision. So, so so now somehow these people are in the game of wanting the voters to be educated. We're on everything else. They want to make sure the voter is dumb. On his 1040. Because uh, that's what's going to... Correct. That's what I need to make the decision. That's exactly right. Because the problem is, is you submit it to the IRS, and the IRS does all their stuff. So it's been submitted. It's legal. It passed. It's been audited. I don't understand the releasing it to the public part. You can't make an informed decision of who to vote for unless right. you see that piece of info. Absolute crap. Did, did we do this with everybody? Oh, oh, that was the first part oh. of this quote. Let me read. If Hillary Clinton had done this, we'd have the same conversation right now. Yeah, I'm uh, sure. I'm sure. <laughs> right. I buy that one. Yeah. Let's see the return from the Clinton Foundation. <laughs> Defunct. A hearing on April 2nd for the State Judiciary Committee to discuss and vote on the measure Senate Bill Number Twenty Seven, dubbed the Presidential Tax Transparency and Accountability Act, represents the second time in three years that California has sought to pass such a law. Wah, wah, wah. We are really trying to get this guy, to, but you know what? At the same time, when he says he's under audit and that's why he can't release his tax returns, it's such baloney i'm gonna call him out on that oh totally it's all baloney i don't, don't care yeah don't care what's what's the big deal i mean like bernie like bernie sanders when he was running the first time he didn't release any of his tax returns and nobody cared and i don't care about him either yeah, nobody cared whatever yeah i mean like he's look, obviously I, a russian I, agent but nobody cared just like i don't need to see the clinton foundation tax returns no. to know those people are shady as i'll yeah, get out they're dirty <laughs> okay done we become so fixated this is what the founders we're scared about, right? Like whenever you look at the constitution and you see all these stop gaps, like the electoral college and they knew we were evil. They, basically. Exactly. <laughs> they knew you needed something in place to prevent this thing from going South. Yeah. And, and now you've got these States, uh, who are just sore losers trying to circumvent the electoral college by, ca- you know, choosing to cast their, their electoral college votes based on the general election numbers. 
Oh, right. A Col- right. Colorado. Like Colorado, tying, yeah. you know, and I think was it New Mexico's voting? They're going to try and tie it to, to that but, too. Yeah. I, it's like, I, I don't, I feel like if you're actively trying to circumvent the constitution because you can't get your way on getting a constitutional amendment passed, that you're kind of a loser. Like, I, <laughs> let, me, let me let me talk about this popularity vote. I really thought about it. I said, you know what? Here in this state, in California, everybody who's registered Republican and probably a whole bunch of people who are registered declined to state has no vote are completely disenfranchised with the fact that they're going to automatically lose to the Democrats who have an overwhelming majority. But the majority is not as big as they think. It's actually around fifty five percent which is how it turns out. So automatically people feel that they're going to be an automatic loser, no matter how many people that they turn out. However, the amount of people who do not vote in that election because they are disenfranchised is probably bigger than the population of many of the states in our union. So if those people decided to vote because they feel that in totality in the popular vote, now their vote matters, then of course they're going to start casting their vote. I don't buy into the of course part. I think people are pretty apathetic, and I I don't know what you can do. A voter turnout always sucks. It's like one of the biggest privileges you have totally. in, in this world, and whether it's local elections or state or Fed or whatever, the amount of people that turn out to vote is really disheartening. Um, yeah, even in in Sentinel federal elections you get a lot more but you don't even get what you think you should get for something that massive you know and i don't know i think there's such a degree of apathy in the state that i don't know if we'll ever get enough conservatives or disenfranchised actually going to vote even if they understood that if we all just did it we could wield more power i i think people are i think people are just burnt out I think they're burnt out of getting hammered with taxes. They're burnt out with everything. That there's just got to be that grit and that will, and I don't know if it's there. Or they just left. Or they left, right? Because it's probably easier just to leave somewhere where you don't have to put all the work in, right? To try to convert it, you know. Um, we talk about it like every episode. Sixty-four thousand households pay the majority of the tax in this place. It's not going to take a lot to start losing money. You know, and we're already starting to see we're, that. We're, yeah, we're witnessing and it. And now we're, we're blaming it on the the time at which sales tax comes in, you know, or tax receipts. So, uh, I don't know, man. I don't even think it's constitutional what they're trying to attempt. They want to have five years of tax returns. But remember, taxes are actually only a century old now, the personal income tax. Because before World War One, we didn't have a personal income tax. Okay, we'll play this game. I wanted before before I voted for someone for president in 2012. I wanted to see Barack Obama's uh, college records. That would have helped right. inform me. Mm-hmm. He was able to seal them, so I could never see them. Is that cool? Right. <laughs> yeah. What about divorce papers? Yeah, those are very interesting documents. All that, all of it. But it was okay to seal the the school records, and I didn't care. <laughs> right. I think it it's just it's it's very telling on what kind of liberals and conservatives care about when it comes to these little uh finite details. Like there was there's really I think the only thing you got that was out there was the birther crowd wanting Obama's birth right, certificate. Right. Outside of that you don't hear anybody calling for tax returns mm-hmm. on the right or no. And if you do, it's in contrast because people are calling for Trump's, right? It's just like, well, then I want to see this person's and it's and just it, like, who cares? Who's got time for that? And obviously in my opinion, it's the marketplace. And if you want to try and make that an issue in the court of public opinion and use pressure and uh, fine, like you're welcome to do that. And you can try it. That's totally different though. than we're going to pass some legislation that makes it so you're going to be forced to if you want to show up on our ballot. If but, it's if it's truly something people care about that would affect the vote, then they will choose not to vote for that person because they didn't do that's it. That's the marketplace. That's the marketplace, right? And if my candidate or the candidate who's running against me does it and that is proving to be a good tactic or strategy, that's then right. I'm going to have to be forced to compete with that that's and right. show mine That's right. or take my licks. The marketplace doesn't care. Correct. That's what they that, 
it, it's just like they said, and they were they were blown away that when the Stormy Daniels and stuff came out, that there weren't more like on the religious right who didn't disown disown Trump. Like everybody knew that that's who this guy was. Yeah, like, a big shocker. It, it was already yeah. baked in. You knew what you were going to gonna vote, get. <laughs> and, and that's going to be the case going into the next election. And and this has been kind of the breakdown of it is that. You already know if you love or hate Trump. There's oh, pretty totally. much nobody on the fence with Trump. You yeah. either like him or you don't like him. Right. You're never going to convince the people that don't like him. Right. And you're not going to move the people that do like him. Right. So none of this stuff is going to change anything. Mm-mm. Be- people Mm-mm. know what they got, and they didn't care. Is, isn't it a big sham that they're only doing this for the presidential and not for any of the, the states? A sham. No, right. The whole concept Our is a sham. Our state's a sham. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they don't want to be holding to the same, uh, they the don't same standards. It, yeah, it's 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 the it's the outrage du jour, okay, exactly. Right? It's like we're going to just stick on this tax return thing for forever. And you know what? I bet most people out there couldn't even read his tax return because of how long and lengthy and it's virtue signaling on a state level. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's feel good politics. Right. Want to wrap this thing up? Let's wrap it up, my friend. Tweedo times. I got run from uh, this Congresswoman Omar. This country was founded on the ideas of justice, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But the core beliefs are under threat each and every day. We are under threat by the administration that would rather cage children than pass comprehensive immigration reform. So she's of the mindset of liberty? Huh. I'm going to have to think on that one for a bit. Yeah. As she wears her her headdress yeah. to... <laughs> right. uh, Pete Buttigieg, or however you say it, we can't say it's much of a democracy when twice in my fam- in my lifetime the Electoral College has overruled the American people. Let's pick our president by counting up all the ballots and giving it to the woman or man who got the most votes. James Woods replies and says, literally every time a lefty Democrat opens their pie hole, patriots are reminded of the Founding Fathers' brilliance and precision. So uh, Sarah Sanders told Fox News told Chris Wallace. Frankly, Chris, I don't think Congress, particularly not this group of congressmen and women, are smart enough to look through the thousands of pages that I would assume that President Trump's taxes will be. And then uh, Adam Schiff retweeted it and said, when the law is on your side, pound the law. When the facts are on your side, pound the facts. And if neither are on the side, if you're not on the side of law, pound the table. And uh, yeah. Here's Pelosi about that whole video that Trump posted about the was it the 9-11? Oh, yeah. Omar. It's a little something. Dangerous video must be taken down. I have spoken with the sergeant at arms to ensure the Capitol Police are conducting a security assessment to safeguard Rep. Omar, her family, and her staff. They will continue to monitor and adjust the threat she faces. <laughs> These people <laughs> grandstanding. Brit Hume. You must have missed all the gushing coverage given Avenatti by major media outlets for the for much of the last year. It raises questions about such people's judgment and credibility in assessing Barr, especially those liking Barr to Roy Cohn. Kamala's already stumping for the debates. She goes, I can't wait to speak about investing in debt-free college, affordable health care, and more at the next CNN town hall on April 22nd. I'd be honored if you would sign up to host a watch party. We'll have one. Oh, for well, sure. big, big time. Elizabeth Warren. If you paid $1 in taxes on tax day, you paid more than Amazon, Chevron, and Eli Lilly combined. When giant corporations contribute nothing while hardworking families pay their fair share, that's a rigged system. Brian Brian Stetler. Too often when we're covering something like Trump Omar, the news coverage starts mid-story. We say a controversy has erupted, but we don't explain how it started or why. Who started and benefits from this controversy? James Woods tweeted, answer to all three, the DNC. Absolutely. Always. Another episode down. We're done for the week. Download us on our uh, website, calistreaming.com, C-A-L-I-streaming.com. We have show pages for each episode. You can download and read the articles that we reference from, participate in discussion, just like on our Facebook page. Big time. We're big time, baby. We're growing. We're growing. We're all big time. Also, uh, don't forget to subscribe on uh, Apple iTunes or the Google Play Store. Yeah. And like the kids say on YouTube, smash that subscribe button. <laughs> uh, 
Tell yeah. a friend, because this is how we grow. We're, we're, we're strictly word of mouth here. We've gotten quite a few thousand downloads, which kind of blows us away. Um, we're trying to get better each week. We know some stuff we do sucks, and we try to clear it up and get better. We're just trying to inform you on California politics. And in the meantime, between episodes, Bobby's going to give you a helpful hint on what you got to do. You got to burn it all down!